Hey, what's up, guys? BC Mitten Dire Night Gaming here for another round of Podcast Madness. Tonight, The Walking Dead Season 9. Nine years AMC has been adapting the famous, popular Walking Dead graphic novels by Robert Kirkman. Uh, Andrew Lincoln stars as Rick Grimes, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan, Kaylee Fleming as an older Judith Grimes. And I apologize if I do not say her name right. Denai Guerrera as Michonne, who, by the way, is leaving after season 10, which starts back in a couple of weeks. So season 10 premieres very soon, guys. Norman Reedus, Daryl Dixon, Melissa McBride as Carol. Now... I'm going to paint you a picture. But before I do that, I'd like to remind you all that uh, if you want to, you can become a sponsor. Yeah. If you enjoy my podcast enough, you are more than welcome and very much appreciated to become one of my sponsors. Um, So I'm not going to go into big, heavy detail about it, but just know that I would be grateful if you become my sponsor. Outside of that, I'm going to move on. 18 months have passed since Negan's defeat and incarceration. The communities struggle to move forward and struggle to coexist with the former saviors group of Negan's sanctuary. There are some good guys within the saviors group, but there's also a lot of rotten eggs too. Ones that aren't even really about following Negan. It's about them just doing whatever they want to do. They don't want to listen to Rick. They don't want to listen to Daryl or anybody else. Um, so that kind of makes things really difficult. Uh, nature is beginning to make its mark, and traveling has been relegated to horseback, wagons, and walking. Uh, so fuel is in scarce supply. Uh, most of it is going to running farming equipment that they're able to repair or find. Um, and uh, just a little bit goes to Daryl Dixon because he rides the motorcycle because why not? Um, ammo is also in short supply. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Food stores are starting to empty. Everything that Rick and company does is to honor Carl's memory and his dream, which was his dying wish was that the communities work together to rebuild the world. Not necessarily, and that don't mean travel to different countries or anything like that, but pretty much rebuild society. Take back society from the undead that are swarming everywhere. Rick doesn't want to kill the saviors because, for one, you know, they can help out. Like, seriously, the saviors could help out building these bridges, these buildings, you know, help with blacksmithing, all that kind of stuff. Earn their keep because of following Negan. And the ones that are good 
have no problem whatsoever doing this because they want to help out. They want to see the world prosper. They want to be about the living and less about killing and obviously fighting the undead all the time. Well, the bad eggs don't really give two Fs. They just want to do whatever they want. They don't care that Negan's not there to boss them around anymore. They just don't want Rick and Daryl and Carol and all them telling them what to do. <coughs> so, in the background, Descent starts to brew from Maggie and get this, Daryl. This is just... <laughs> Honestly, I cannot even begin to express my aggravation with that whole debacle. From episodes 1 to 5 of season 9... Rick is trying so hard, he's trying so hard to keep everybody united, keep everybody focused on the future, and realize truly what they're doing is for the best of everything, for the betterment of everything. And you got the bad eggs with the saviors sitting there causing all kinds of trouble, starting fights, everything, and you got Daryl who's just throwing his hands up in the air is like, you know, well, F this, why should I, you know, have to deal with all this stuff? We should just kill them. Rick don't like that. Daryl, you know, realizes that Maggie feels the same as he does. And by he, I mean Daryl. So, Maggie eventually comes up with a plan to keep... Rick away from Alexandria so she can go to Alexandria more specifically to their prison and murder Negan for everything they'd done and more importantly for murdering Glenn that's been the main thing that's been her driving force her passion her strength her her every fiber of her being bent on the thought of killing Negan. Well, episode five, What Comes After. That was the title of that episode. It's also the final episode that we see Andrew Lincoln as Rick Grimes. Guys, I would be lying if I said that the first five episodes of season nine were... We're not awesome. That would be a lie. Season 4 and 5 was just absolutely rock star. Um, Andrew Lincoln put on a, a wonderful performance. I mean, the dude has always been able to act. But the fact that here it was, his last five episodes in the show... And he was still just knocking it out of the park. He put on his best dang performances that he had given for the last nine years. Bar none. I'm not playing around on that. <clears throat> and the thing about it is, 
Maggie and Daryl, this is the part that I get aggravated about. This is the part that really rubbed me the wrong way. I know that they had to find a way for Rick to go out, like, to be written off the show. (coughs) They didn't want to kill him. Because how do you kill Rick Grimes? Negan's locked up. The Whispers hadn't really been revealed yet. So... Rick kind of, he was kind of the official, unofficial, unkillable being. Well, you know, like the undying hero. Well, my thing is, Maggie and Daryl conspire to keep Rick away from Alexandria. Well, Rick, you know, being the quick-witted, man that he is figures it out him and Daryl get into a scuffle that leads them to a herd of zombies well Rick being the hero that he is tries to lead the zombie herd away from Alexandria now that's 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 pretty deep right there. That that is like the epitome of what a hero is. And that that is what I view a hero is like self-sacrificing. Daryl was sitting there like, you know, whoa, I mean, I, I caused this to happen. You know, I don't want I don't want you to get hurt. And Rick is like, it's okay. I'm keeping you all safe. Just let me do this. So, unfortunately, while Rick is in the middle of trying to lead the herd away, he comes across another herd. The horse panics, Rick falls off, and gets impaled by some debris. That was that was absolutely rough to watch. And that was the end of uh, episode 5, or episode 4, sorry. Episode 5 was his final episode in uh, the show, and it was full of, um, you know, him having, like, flashbacks slash, you know, out-of-body experience talks with uh, different characters, such as John Bernthal's Shane. Uh, He had talks with him a couple different times. Uh, he had a talk with, uh, a returning Herschel. Rest in peace to that actor again, by the way. <coughs> you know, uh, it's, uh, it was actually a very difficult episode to watch. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm not gonna say I shed a tear, but... It was just very sad. I know, you know, from just watching the show for nine years and seeing this man play this role as well as he did, and you're really rooting for him, you're really rooting for his beliefs and everything, just to see him get injured like that, and you know, you know he's close to death. And if you haven't seen the episode... You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if he's going to die or if he's going to survive somehow. I mean, 
You hope that he's going to because he's Rick Grimes. He's survived just about everything. Well, it is only by chance, by luck, by God, whatever, for, you know, AMZ The Walking Dead that Rick Grimes survives. And he is flown out by helicopter, which is supposed to be a, you know, the AMC and also Andrew Lincoln set up for the Rick Grimes movie trilogy that is supposed to come out within the next few years. (coughs) On that particular note, you know, I will say that... um, Kirkman and AMC and even Andrew Lincoln himself um, talked about the possibility of these movies being released theatrically. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, I know Denai, who plays Michonne, uh, talked about the possibility of joining Andrew Lincoln in those movies once, you know, since she is, of course, leaving after season 10 um and then of course you know we know that uh, the actress who plays Maggie is pretty much non-existent now on the show so you know I mean it's just it's ridiculous like her her whole thing is she's wanting more money I mean why not She's she's starring in theatrical movies and stuff now, so why on earth would she want to be paid a you know a measly sum of money when she could be making a crap ton like she would in a movie? Now, whether or not that's actually true, I don't know, but that's the that's been word throughout the internet different websites, not just one. (coughs) Now, six years later, Judith is a little bit more grown. Um, And, of course, RJ is around. (laughs) Guys, RJ is the son of Rick Grimes and Michonne. That blew my mind. Like, I... It absolutely blew my mind. And then, of course, uh, Maggie's departure. You don't even see her after episode five. Like, all you do is hear. It's word of mouth that she's not there. You hear it from a, an, a a scene between Jesus and, you know, and the others in the hilltop. And it's like, what the crap? It's like, really? Why? You know, that's like the biggest uh, cop-out ever. Oh, I mean, why, why, why would you relegate one of the most important main characters of the show... To pretty much fleeing almost like they had their tail tucked between their legs. 
well, it's not just six years later and Judith is a little older, Maggie's gone, RJ is five, six years old. The whispers have come. Who are the whispers? Run by a woman who's a very, very sadistic, very hateful, very mean-spirited, very evil woman who goes by the name Alpha. Oh, boy. Um, what to say about her? I pretty much summed it up. I'll just put it that way. Um, and then her cohort, Beta. He is this freakishly tall man who looks like he walked right out of the set of The Hills Have Eyes. You don't see his face because he's constantly wearing the skin of a zombie. So you never see his face, but you see his mountain man style beard and that build of his you... I feel sorry for anybody that would get hit by him. I really do. It'd probably feel like a dang Mack truck. <clears throat> or a train. And you know, in particular, uh, there's a scene that happens uh, a few episodes later between Beta and Daryl. And boy, oh boy, that fight was awesome. Beta gets bull rushed by Daryl. Uh, into an elevator shaft, falls down three, four stories, and he manages to survive. Bader survives that fall. Why, it's nuts. And, you know, the Whispers, really what they are, are a group of people who walk amongst zombies by wearing the skin of zombies or dead people to blend in. And anytime that they gotta eat or whatever, they break away from a herd or a group and they go do their thing and then they go find some zombies and they they literally they whisper. They whisper to communicate with each other. And sometimes, you know, the theory is um, by way of graphic novel and then also as evidence just a little bit in the show so far in season nine uh, is to kind of organize the zombies a little bit. <clears throat> Whether or not that's really the case, I don't know. But, uh, you know, hey, it's The Walking Dead. Anything can happen. Now, <coughs> Negan, played by the venerable Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That man deserves a gold star every time he is in a scene. Because his acting ability is absolutely spectacular. It doesn't matter who he's playing. He could be playing Sam and Dean Winchester on Supernatural, play their dad. Or he can play Negan, who is pretty much the polar opposite of John Winchester. 
But the thing about it is, there's a change in Negan now. He's beginning to... He, he has begun to see the error of his ways. And not because of Father Gabriel, not because of Michonne, not because Maggie confronted him six years ago. No. He's starting to change because of Judith Grimes, who visits him every day. She works on her math. He helps her a little bit. They talk a little bit. You know, she tells him things that are going on in the outside world. He might give her some pearls of wisdom or some witty quips or whatever, and they go on about their day. The question, the real concern here is what is next for Negan? (coughs) Now, (coughs) excuse me, folks, gotta take a drink. Sitting here motor mouthing, I'm coughing, hacking, and all that kind of stuff. Gotta love uh, change in season, you know, getting allergies, all that bull crap. <clears throat> Anywho, in the graphic novels, as we know, Negan joins the struggle against the Whispers. And it goes pretty darn well because Negan joins them. Well, Is that how it's going to go down for The Walking Dead Season 10? I don't know. I hope so. That would be really awesome. I want to see... What I want to see this next for Negan is really expanding on his relationship with Judith Grimes. I also want to see him... Build a relationship, a more uh, cohesive and uh, really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Friendly relationship with Father Gabriel on a level that he's not really done so uh, quite yet. I want to see him really do that. But, above all, I want to see him go toe-to-toe with Beta. I want to see him take that monster down. With or without Lucille. His infamous baseball bat. I want to see him take that that dude down. Very badly. As much as Daryl pretty much has dibs on Beta, I want to see Negan take down Beta. Even more. Because I think that would be a tremendous fight. Because Negan shows no mercy. Beta <laughs> Beta shows no mercy. Daryl holds back a little bit. Even in that fight that I was talking about, it took a lot for Daryl to finally work up the nerve to just bull rush Beta into that elevator shaft. So I want to see a fight between Beta and Negan. I want to see that confrontation. I want to see his relationship with Judith grow. I want to see Negan grow, or continue to grow, rather. I want to see the Alexandrians trust Negan, 
and see that he really is trying. Because he really is trying. You know? He's been in jail for six years. No, it doesn't... It does not excuse everything he did. It definitely doesn't excuse what he did to Rick's group. And everything he'd done to the kingdom and the hilltop and all that stuff. It does not excuse that one bit. So don't don't get don't mistake what I'm saying as, well, hey, you know, who cares about what he did? No. But if he's making a God's honest effort, I mean for crying out loud. Negan sacrificed his life during a blizzard storm to save Judith, who ran after Daryl Dixon's dog because the dog got lost. The dog was whining. Judith runs after the dog to find him. Nobody, not Aaron, not Father Gabriel, nobody leaves the line in in that blizzard, in that storm, when they couldn't hardly see anything to go after Judith. All they did was yell for her. Negan let go of the rope and went after her on his own accord, of his own volition. He hurt his, he almost dang well broke his knee, hurt himself, to find Judith and that dog and brought both of them back. So, yeah, he's done a lot of bad things, horrible, terrible, atrocious things. But he did something in that moment, in that episode, in that scene that should change the way everyone looks at him from this point forward. Audience and in the show alike. And that's all I got to say about that. (coughs) So, where can and does the show go from here? Well, it's kind of funny. Because in the graphic novels here recently... Rick Grimes has finally died. And what I mean by that is Rick Grimes has finally been killed. It wasn't in a straight fight. It was literally Rick Grimes was sleeping and he got shot to death in his sleep. So now the Walking Dead graphic novel is officially Carl Grimes' story, not Rick. Well, on the show, Carl's gone. Rick's gone. Judith is actually alive. So, Judith is her story. Because Michonne's leaving. Maggie's gone. There's not really uh, uh, anything concrete about whether or not the actress that plays Maggie is returning. Uh, so the main cast is kind of dropping off like flies to do other projects or just, you know, to spend time with their family, which was Andrew Lincoln's, uh, reasoning. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so, the point is, where can the show go from here? Well, the sky's the limit at this point. 
Because if they continue down this path with Judith, and they continue down the path that they are with Negan, which is pretty much being Judith's protector, and making sure that she stays alive, that she's healthy, she's well, good, doing the right thing, etc., etc., then they could really do something special with that relationship. And no, I'm not saying something romantic, because that would, <laughs> that would be really bad. That would be very weird. And, you know, the reason why I say it that way is because there's been little theories going on on the Internet about that, and that's gross. So, I'm just going to shut that crap down right now. That, no, what I mean is almost like a surrogate father type thing. That Negan can be a role model if he really tries. He has heroic values in him. He just has to access it. And I think Judith can help him reach that. Where I think the show can go from here, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot of a whole lot of avenues that it can go at this point. Because, it, you know, if the Commonwealth is the next step, then does that mean that since Rick is, is not in the picture anymore, Carl is dead, does that mean that Judith is going to be the one that gets killed off? If they kill off Judith, then there really is no reason to go on anymore with the show. Even with Jeffrey Dean Morgan still being there, even with, you know, Melissa McBride and Norman Reedus still being there, you know, it just, it makes no sense to continue on with the show without a Grimes being there. You know, I mean, that'd be like, you know, the Walking Dead graphic novels uh, continuing on if, if they kill off uh, Carl. It would make no sense because it's always been a story about the Grimes family and their their heroism, you know, their values, their morality, and their their striving for a, the betterment of society, of of rebuilding society, their dream, their goal, their everything. And now, you know, the show is up to Judith. So where can they go from here? They can, like I said, they can foster the relationship between Negan and Judith, but also cultivate trust between Negan and the rest of the communities. Because if Maggie's not around, who gives the flying squirrel how Maggie felt? If she left, let her leave. Jesus ain't around no more. And neither is his second in command. She got her head put on a dang pike because of the whispers. Because Alpha is the butthead, for lack of better words. Henry, you know, the, the surrogate son of uh, King Ezekiel and Carol, got his head put on a pike because he was in love with Alpha's daughter. It's just, it's just absolutely mind-blowing how sadistic this group is. I mean, it puts Negan to shame. It really does. So they're going to need him if they're going to be able to fight back properly. 
Daryl can only do so much. Michonne can only do so much. Carol and Ezekiel can only do so much. Their numbers are dwindling. Their warriors are dwindling. And they need someone who can be as sadistic as the Whispers. Who could go toe-to-toe with someone like Beta. And show no mercy. And that man, that person, is Negan. So where they should go from here is letting him stay out of the prison in Alexandria and actually contribute to the things that they are working towards and also in the fight against the Whispers. They are going to need Negan in the end. So guys... If I had to rate season 9, I would probably say, hmm, an 8 out of 10. Now, most of you might think that that's a little bit too high. I respect that. (coughs) I also understand that. Because for a lot of you, the moment that Andrew Lincoln left. The show was dead in the water. And you know, it may just very well be. Even with names like Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride and Jeffrey Dean Morgan still being in the show. The show probably is dead in the water. Who knows? But the thing about it is, according to Robert Kirkman and AMC, they have enough content that can last uh, 10 more years. Well, they may have enough content, but I don't think they have enough actors that are willing to go the distance for 10 more years. Just saying. I can't really see Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride and Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, wanting to do this for 10 more years. I can't even see Kaylee Fleming, who plays Judith Grimes, wanting to do it for 10 more years. I mean, she might. Who knows? I I don't know. But, uh, you know, the reason I give it an 8 out of 10 is because the first five episodes of the season was fantastic. You really got the feel that something special was happening. That there was a sense of unity And just a future was starting to be born. And the moment that Rick was flown out, and you know, the thing about it is, excuse me, he was flown out. The audience saw that, but somehow, somehow, and this is my gripe, Somehow, the characters, like Daryl, who's a hunter, pretty much, he, he's a tracker, um, didn't hear a helicopter. At no point did anybody say, oh, hey, I hear a helicopter, where's that thing at? You know, no. At no point did that happen. So, everybody thinks that Rick is dead. Everybody. The audience, we know better. The characters do not. 
So, yeah, that's my biggest gripe right there. Um, my second biggest gripe is the fact that, um, is that pretty much it just seems like after Rick's departure, it became all about Michonne losing her trust in everybody, her faith in everybody. <coughs> Excuse me. Want to take another drink? So, what I mean by that is apparently she uh, she gets betrayed by an old friend, and it leads to her slaughtering um, some corrupted children. I'm telling you right now that was that was. Uh, they didn't go into detail, and they definitely didn't show it, so I'm glad about that, but it was kind of hard to know. It was kind of hard to to wrap my head around what was happening. Not out of confusion, but because of what what I knew was going on. Um, and it really just affects the way she interacts with everybody for quite some time. Um... So, it takes, it takes pretty much from episode 6 all the way into the final episode of the season for Michonne to finally get her head out of her butt, uh, for lack of better words, and just start trusting people again. Start trying to unify the communities. And unfortunately, it... After after she actually tries to let everybody back in again and say, okay, fine, we'll unify. <laughs> the whispers strike. They start putting people's heads on pikes, everything. Um, so it's... Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be one heck of a war. It's gonna be one heck of a series of confrontations in season ten. So guys, that's it for tonight's episode of The Walking Dead season nine. Stay you know, I I can honestly say that I can't wait to see season ten and what they do to build off of everything that happened in season nine. Um, hopefully it's not going to be a long, dragged-out thing like what they did with, uh, the season once they, uh, introduced Negan in the, se- uh, in the season finale, uh, a few years ago, uh, because, unfortunately, that was a little bit of too much of a stretch, like, they, they spread it out a little bit too much, uh, so with the whispers, I think they really need to focus. They don't need to do fillers. They need to, you know, it really needs to be hot and heavy into it. Um, now I can't really say what I'm going to do the next episode of Podcast Madness on, but once I figure out which, uh, topic I'm going to do, what show or movie or game I'm going to do, I will let you guys know. Um, but 
just just to make y'all realize I do have about five other podcast episodes lined up, so it's not like I'm kind of sitting on my thumbs. But anywho, that's it for tonight's episode. Again, I would really appreciate if you guys, uh, you know, become a sponsor, um, subscribe to me, all that kind of stuff. I'd love it. Um, Y'all have a fantastic night, and... That's it for BC Mittens Podcast Madness. You all have a fantastic night. Bye.